airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to your Friday. It is the Friday edition of Aaron the Addison's. That's mm-hmm. our gumbo show, which means everything goes into the pot. I tell you what we'll do right off the bat. If you've been listening to the program all week long and you want to talk to us about anything that you heard us discuss this week, then you are welcome to do that. I'll just throw the phone lines wide open, and Sherry B., who is over in Studio CC, will keep us up to date. <laughs> will keep us up to date on when those calls come in. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Have mm-hmm. you been keeping up with the information uh, regarding Chick-fil-A? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, you can let us know. I want to hear from you. What are some of your thoughts? There are Christians who are wrestling with this. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit, it's difficult to have this conversation. Uh, for example, you know, we have made a huge deal about our Chick-fil-A activism, yeah. which is what we were engaging in mm-hmm. every Friday with our kids. And um, and so we talked to our kids, you know, a couple days ago about what was going on with Chick-fil-A. Right. And uh, we said, you know, we just have to kind of rethink how we um, use the resources that God has given us. And, you know, one of the motivations that we had for engaging in Chick-fil-A activism each week um, was that we were, you know, a part of making a statement um, in support of an organization that we felt was standing in support of Christians Mm -hmm. and defending their right as a corporation to give to whomever they wish, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, um, our conviction goes as far back as 2012. I mean, before then, you know, we're just eating Chick-fil-A. Like, you don't, I mean, nobody's really thinking about it, you know, but in 2012, it became a statement food. It became a meal that you had that was making a huge statement in culture. It, it was a reason to go uh, out of your way out of your to way. get there and to support. And and that's why I say, you know, some people say, well, you really care about that. But it was more than it's, chicken. It's more than the chicken. It's more, it was more and, than that. And, and can I just be honest? Like, you know, and we don't often talk about this. You know, I guess it's it's not really civilized to bring this up in common conversation. But it is actually a little bit more expensive um, to eat at Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. when you are feeding seven people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a little <laughs> bit more expensive, if I could just say that. But to me, it was, it was worth uh, it. It was worth it. Because if you think about it, all the different companies and different places that have bowed down their knee, you know, to this uh, agenda, yeah, and when you when you saw uh, like Chick-fil-A, they were, for, from what we could tell, they were standing, you know, they were standing on uh, biblical marriage and it was something it was it was almost a, a symbol of a corporation or a company that was not bowing down yeah you know to to that agenda yeah so. and so and and i will say this and, and people have asked um had a couple of people ask me earlier in the week so what's going to happen on friday and <laughs> um and, and they said so are you still going to engage in chick-fil activism and you know we we talked about it and we considered it and we decided that today we would not mm-hmm. we would not um at the same time I have to say, I don't feel like 
there should be this massive like, oh, we are just, you know, and I hate to use the B word, mm -hmm. boycotting. You mm -hmm. know, no one's calling for a boycott of Chick-fil-A at mm -hmm. all. I, I don't think that we need to do that. Um, but I do think that there needs to be a moment where Christians say, hold on, there actually are some big implications here yeah. um, for what's coming from the corporate office and what's coming from the charitable wing of Chick-fil-A. You know, and I would say, look, I'm willing to personally myself not go there, you know, just because I feel like they need to feel, they need to feel some pressure, they need to feel some heat in the sense of, in the sense of, so if they choose, they haven't done this, I want to be clear, if they choose to be open on Sunday, is that the point where Christians, where we're like, okay, no more. You know, it seemed like these things come in increments and we give and we give and, and we give, mm -hmm. you know. So my thing is, I feel like they need to feel uh, some pressure. Now, I know there are local franchises that are run by Christians who are strong and they don't agree with what's going on at the corporate at level. At the corporate level. But what I will say is I still feel like something that it needs to be felt maybe so that those uh, uh, franchise level people would that you know, the message gets back to that corporate. it get to, to yeah. the higher ups and they say look we are taking a, a hit down here you know what's interesting you know? so let's let's have a conversation here as the phone lines continue to be queued up so it's a, you, you mentioned you know what's next will they be open on sunday so I, let's talk to me about this for a second, because mm -hmm. I want to I want to express to you my thought, which, by the way, I don't know if I officially introduced ourselves. Um, I'm Miki <laughs> and I'm Will and uh, we're the Addisons. We're married and um, and we call the show Aaron the Addisons because of conversations like this, where you actually literally hear us unpack our thoughts on an issue. So I heard you. So you just mentioned what's next. Are they going to be open on Sundays? Right. Yeah. So I'm going to make I'm going to make a statement and then I want you to. Correct me on this, mm -hmm. challenge me on this, mm -hmm. disagree with me on this, mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't know. But I, so I have a thought when you say that. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like if they were to open on Sundays mm -hmm. and yet continue with their financial support and their stance as we perceived it, that, you know, you don't control us, you don't tell us what to do. Like if they were to make that as a decision, I almost feel like that's not as bad as the reversal, like what we have seen to, to remove your support mm -hmm. from organizations that the LGBTQ plus activists have said, these are hateful organizations. So mm -hmm. now there is a disassociation that's happening on the part right. of Chick-fil-A. I almost feel like that's worse than if they were to say suddenly they're open on Sundays. Yeah. I feel like, but my, my thing is mm -hmm. I feel like maybe this should be the straw. Okay. And now if they open on Sundays, who cares? Cause we stopped supporting them. Like, They've already shown, look, a few years ago, they stopped supporting FRC and some true, other true. like mm -hmm. groups yeah. that were known to be pro-marriage, pro, pro pro-family right. groups. They did that, mm -hmm. you know, and it seemed like these things are happening. And, Incrementally. Yeah. I and agree. so I, what I'm saying is at what point is the Christian to be like, all right, man, you know, we, we can we can see what's going on. We're not dumb. We're not stupid. So. But does it require does it require a boycott of Chick-fil-A mm -hmm. or or is it enough for the Christians to say, OK, what we thought you were, you're not. We'll 
we will still eat there when we want, but it's not, we don't, like, for example, I'm not going to go to war mm -hmm. between, like, Popeye's and Chick-fil-A. Now I can have a spicy chicken sandwich from yeah. Popeye's and it's fine. I mean, like, it's not even, <laughs> right, right. It's, not, it's not a deal for me anymore. Right. Well, I would say I've done the same thing with artists like Lecrae. Oh, well, and yeah. I've said, and I haven't bought their, his music. Yeah. So, because I feel like you presented one way like who you were and I, and I start seeing some changes and those things happen incrementally too. Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, changing the website and then doing all this. At a certain point, when is the Christian going to be like, ah, we get it. You don't want it. You want to be down with the culture. You want to, you want to build your brand up more. You want to go into these other countries and where you're not going to be seen as right. hateful. Right. So you go ahead and do you, we're going to stay over here and, you know, you, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I do. I do. At, at what point does that does that happen? I just wonder. I yeah, I do see it. I just wonder if it becomes an extreme mm -hmm. that may not be as necessary. Because what I, I guess I'm, but maybe 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 the way that I'm seeing it is different. Maybe I need to see it more as you know the body of Christ holding each other accountable. I mean, this is how we have come to know Chick Fil A mm -hmm. as being. From among us, you mm -hmm. know, and um, and I think it's sad to know that what's happening behind the the scenes in the name of you know corporate yeah. accountability and, right. and all of those things. Um, anyway, I just yeah, I but yeah. I'm I'm yeah. I, I think it's one of those things that you, you know. You, uh, I think each person choose what what their conviction is on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I just wonder if we as Christians keep give, we give. You know, it is kind of yeah. like. And yeah. and we and you can already see mm -hmm. where where things are going. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, okay, I agree with you. Let's let's go to the phone lines and hear from some of our listeners today. It's Friday. The the um the it's the gumbo show, so everything yes. goes in the pot. You just let us know what you want to talk about. If we are informed on that topic, we'll talk to you about it. If mm -hmm. we're not, I'm going to tell you I'm not. I'm not into trying to you know pivot to something that just you know I if it's something that we're informed on then we'll talk about it. Right. If you want to recap with us, then we can do that. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, we're going to go to Cynthia in Texas. Hi, Cynthia. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all today? Hello. Doing great. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go right ahead. Y yes, yes. You're doing, how are you today? Doing fine, great. doing fine. Great, great. Hey, I just wanted to call in. I've been listening well, for a long time now, but, uh, you know, this week, the Chick-fil-A and everything else that's going on, you know, in my heart, you know, I've been doing a lot of fasting, and I just woke up this morning, and I just realized, like, wow, we just got so much hate going on right now. You know, it's, it's just a sense of hate, and just like with Chick-fil-A, the thing I think about them is, yes, I'm, I'm just grateful they stood as long as they did, you know, for Christian values, which is what all of us that say we're Christians should have been standing for for a long time, right? But I believe that, you know, they, they stood their ground. But right now, I think the people like Salvation Army and the Christian athletes, the ones that the, say the LGBT is going to say you can't give these funds, that Christians should stand up now and start pouring money into those organizations to say, hey, we want to back these people that still are standing for Christian values. And then Chick-fil-A, they'll be just as popular as ever. They'll go from number three to number one, but they still stand. We know who they stand for. We just know that because of this act 
by, I call it terrorism, when somebody forces you to try to believe and uh, to accept their beliefs. Mm -hmm. So we just have to say we, hey, they went from number three to number one, and we, they, we know that they're still standing for Christians just like we are, as well as just like, you know, the whole attitude about being in the church. It's like, you know, uh, what came in my spirit today was if we would show the love of God, because whether we have a pastor that says they're gay, and I'm trust me, I'm not really for, you know, a lot of the compromise they've had in the pulpit however you know god says all the bible says all of us have sinned and fallen short of wait, the glory but, of god but we, so, so, so so wait 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 cynthia so are you saying that um that should be you saying that should be a grace for a pastor who is gay uh in the pulpit like serving as a pastor that's what you're saying well, no, not that so much as i believe we need to get back to the bible if we preach the bible then we realize, you know, because of grace, we were all saved. All of us were sinners saved by grace, you know? Let me, yeah. let me ask like, you a question, sister. I hear you. Let me ask you a question. What is the value of grace? Tell me, what, what, is, what is the value of grace? Why is grace so valuable to us? Well, it's, it's, it's valuable because, you know, like I said, we all have sinned. Okay. You know, I've been born again 26 years ago, and okay. had I had Jesus come back before I was saved, and and I would be on my way to hell. And what, let me but ask you, like let me I ask you something. Did some, that's right, that's right. Did someone tell you that you had offended a holy and righteous God? Like what preceded your acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ? How did you come to know that you were a sinner, and were you offended by what you learned about yourself? Well, it's like you, you really already know. And, and what it was, like, I lived as a lesbian for 12 years, okay? And I've been born again 26 years, so I've been a long time, you know, free from that. As a matter of fact, it's a stench in my nose. Just like, you know, when you quit smoking cigarettes, when it stinks, you just don't want to do it anymore, right? But I live my life because I choose to... to, to uh, be obedient to what God's word says rather than acting upon my flesh. But you were confronted right? with truth, right? You yeah. were confronted with truth at right. some point. Well, well the, the person that, that was with me, I've been in church all my life, right? I mean, evangelical, all that kind of stuff, right? And I met one person in my life Cynthia. that the Holy Spirit convicted me and, and they told me this is the one thing that changed my life. They said, until you... I asked him if homosexuality was wrong. Cynthia, I'm out. can you hold, Cynthia, can you hold? We got to go to a break. Just hold, hold one second. <laughs> All right, Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll be right back. This is Aaron the Addison's The Friday Edition. It's our gumbo show, so everything goes in the pot. You want to talk to us, we'll talk to you. We got a bunch of calls queued up, but we didn't want to let Cynthia go um, before we kind of wrapped up the discussion. So we'll go quickly back to Cynthia, and then we'll be moving on, uh, going to the other calls that are queued up in this this huge bank of calls today. 
Uh, so, Cynthia, we, we didn't want to cut you off, but you were talking about the one thing that was really, I think, crucial in your conversion. And I wanted to hear that. And we can't spend too much more time here, but I just wanted to hear that from you. Okay. I just wanted to say. Sure. When the Holy Spirit convicted me, the, the person asked me, they told me, until I become the person that God created me to be, I would never fulfill my purpose. And that. Are you did, there? did we lose Cynthia? Cynthia, you there? The woman, not the man, not the this, until I become the person. And that's what it is, until we all decide whether you, you think whatever you think you are. But when you realize and love the person that God created you to be, you will wonder. People always want to know, why, why, what's my purpose? You'll find your purpose when you find out and accept who you are, God, who God made you. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, Cynthia. Thank you so much Thank for your you, call. Cynthia. Um, I agree with some of what Cynthia said, and I disagree with other parts of what Cynthia said. I, I want to tell you, I think that, that we have not fully understood what the grace of God truly is. Yeah. And I'm not accusing Cynthia of misunderstanding the grace of God, but I would say that it's a little bit cloudy. And, um, and, and I also think that when we come to the Lord, if our starting point tends to be, you know, what, what we get out of it kind right. of a thing, like, you know, okay, then this, it, this search... For significance, all of those things are wonderful byproducts of God's amazing grace in our life, right? That we discover purpose and we, we have this sense of like meaning and, and all of that. That is, right. that's great. Right. But, you know, it, we don't have this type of, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a psychology mm-hmm. that we are trying to embrace in coming to the Lord. It right. is the right understanding that you have offended a holy and righteous God. That offense deserves death. Right. God has already judged it. Now, the penalty for your sin has already been paid in the person and the finished work of Jesus Christ. He died for you. He was buried and resurrected and ascended to heaven and is now seated at the right hand of the Father God, making intercession. The grace of God allows you to receive the forgiveness of God. And I will go a step further. And I would say the grace of God allows you to realize that you need that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I understand that we sometimes start out seeking God because we need just purpose and meaning in life. I, I understand that. And I understand that that's a very popular presentation of the gospel in our culture today. You know, come and find your most fulfilling life. But let me just tell you something. The justification that is ours because of Jesus Christ (laughs) is not just so that you can have your best life now. It's Mm -hmm. not so that you can just find your purpose and meaning. And I'm not making light of any of those things. But what we are talking about is we are talking about the holiness of God. And what is the holiness of God? We are talking about the otherness of God, the complete difference between us and God, right? And recognizing that you have sinned against the Holy One God and you need forgiveness. There is a debt that you yourself cannot pay. You have transgressed against God. You can't pay him back. But he has already made a way for you to be redeemed. His wrath has been poured out on Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you, and we make light of the work of the Holy Spirit. Even as I say this today, the Holy Spirit is working on the hearts of those listening who have not accepted and believed this. Now, there need not be any spiritual gymnastics. There need not be any, I'm telling you, he's madly in love with you. He's deeply in love with you. Oh, but if you would just come, you can live your best life starting now. No, none of that. None of that. When a person hears the gospel... 
Whether you believe it or not, you make a decision. You never, ever hear the gospel and not make a decision. You either decide by way of the work of the Holy Spirit that that's me and I need Jesus. And you come to him, not bargaining, not expecting that he's going to give you something that you're owed because what you are owed <laughs> was laid upon Jesus. Yeah. Right. Or you make a decision to walk away. But no one ever, ever hears the gospel and is indifferent. Mm. It is always something active that happens. You actively reject it or you actively receive it and thereby receive eternal life. Back to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to Preston in Mississippi. Hi, Preston. Hello, guys. How are you all today, sir? Doing good. Uh, well, you and Miss Nikki there, but bless her, I feel so bad about it. I believe these guys owe you guys a, a, a great big apology. As much you and your wife and your children have went to bat for these people, and they you do this kind of business, I, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I they owe y'all apologies. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Preston. <laughs> Look, let me tell you, we felt I felt it deep today. Can I tell you, like, I, I don't know. I didn't expect it to hit me so bad today, but um, our kids even said, oh, it's Friday. It's like, it's not the same. It is, it is just not the same in our house, and it's not the same because, you know, it, it takes the weight out of our activism. And, um, you know, again, um, yeah. So, and, and, yeah. And again, <laughs> It's more than it was more than uh, the chicken. Yeah, oh, you know yeah. that that wasn't it was the it was the point it. of you have all these corporations again bowing down to the LGBTQ mafia. Yeah, plus whatever That's right. they, you That's know, right. and you you had a, a, a um, corporation who was saying no, we're going to stand on you know what is true. Yeah, and so that fueled at least our activism. It did. That's right. You know, uh, as far as far as going there and and promoting that, but yeah. Hey. Yeah, because you you it's an it's an activist dollar that you spend. Yeah, <laughs> it's not okay. It's, <laughs> and that has a little more weight. You know, you adjust it for you know today's dollars. It's activism dollars. It, you know. Anyway, yeah. all right. Back to the phone lines. <laughs> Will the Great. Where do we go? Let's go to uh, Rudy in Oklahoma. Hi, Rudy. Am I right? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Lily in Georgia. Hey, Lily. Hi, Lily. Lily? Oh, this is not going to be good. If we, maybe Lily hung up because she thought it wasn't, it wasn't her turn. Hmm. Where are we let's, now? Let's try it one more time because I'm looking at the arrow. This is Rudy. Let's try Rudy in Oklahoma. Hi, Rudy. Hey. Hey. Are you there? Okay, yeah. <laughs> there you are. Yeah, I am. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. Hey, you guys are doing a really good job. You're really doing a Thank really you. great job, and I really enjoy listening to your program. God bless you. I've been listening to you started. Uh, I'd just like to make a comment that uh, uh, Chick-fil-A, I feel, and some of my friends, uh, Christian family, and, and the believers feel that perhaps Chick-fil-A should have stood their ground and let God have protected them. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. uh, that's my comment on it. God bless yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, one other thing, if I might say that I would like for – uh, Jim Jordans, the state representative, mm. and Steve Castor, the attorney for the Republican Party, to be uh, recognized as doing a great job oh, in defending uh, the president of the United States. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I will also add to that list Elise Stefanik. Stefanik. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I think she did a great job as well. Yeah. You know, um, and we haven't talked about that, um, but, you know, those hearings, it oh, was just man. a, a – 
it was a bunch of craziness. Yeah. Some of the things I, I saw. Yeah. And it just kind of shows you where we are in this country. It's, and, it's, it's crazy. And let me say something to our brother Rudy's point. Thank you so much for the call. This might be a great place for us to really quickly um, play just a couple of clips. So if, you, if you're queued up and you want to hang there for a second, we just want to play a couple of clips just to Rudy's point. But what we are witnessing right now in the United States of America, let me say this, and, and we haven't talked a whole lot about this, it should be scary for every citizen of this country because you have to understand that if this kind of sham can be worked against the president of the United States, no one is safe. Right. No one is safe. And, right. and that's what keeps coming to my mind when you listen to these people. So basically you've got people who are upset at the way the president conducts foreign policy business. Mm -hmm. And then you've got people who are avowed that they are going to see this president impeached stating this from like the week of his inauguration right this has been in the works so it's not so it's like okay i mean so what i'm saying to the people of the united states and in particular to the people of god that we should be very discerning that if the president of the united states can have this kind of sham worked against him then no one's safe and yet and yet we have a democratic debate a couple nights ago mm -hmm. where kamala harris stands up and talks about justice needing to be restored. Now, I want to I want to juxtapose two clips for you here real quick. And I hope that, you know, people will bear with us if you're holding on the line just for a second here. First, let's start with Kamala Harris and what she says. OK, and then mm -hmm. we will we'll listen to Kamala Harris and then we'll listen to Ambassador Sondland and Representative Jim Jordan, who our brother Rudy just mentioned. Yeah. But first, let's listen to Kamala Harris um, a couple nights ago at the Democratic debate. Listen. Well, first of all, we have a criminal living in the White House. And there is no question that in 2020, the biggest issue before us until we get to that tender moment is justice is on the ballot. And what we saw today is Ambassador Sondland, by his own words, told us that everyone was in the loop. That means it is a criminal enterprise engaged in by the president, from what we heard today, the vice president, the Secretary of State, and the Chief of Staff. And so this not only points to the corrupt nature of this administration and the need for these impeachment proceedings to go forward, but it also points to another issue. And back to the question that you asked earlier, which is what does this mean for the American people? Because what it means when I watch this is that there are clearly two different set of rules for two different groups of people in America. The powerful people who, with their arrogance, think they can get away with this, and then everybody else. Because here's the thing. For those working people who are working two and three jobs, if they don't pay that credit card, by the end of the month, they get a penalty. For the people who don't pay their rent, they get evicted. For the people who shoplift, they go to jail. We need the same set of rules for everybody. And part of the reason I'm running for president is to say that we have to bring justice back to America for all people, and not just for some. The nerve and the audacity to talk about justice being on the ballot. What is happening right now, these, these impeachment hearings, this should be frightening for the American people. Mm -hmm. Because exactly what Kamala Harris is expressing, but just reverse it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So this means that these Democrats, this means that they answer, they're accountable to no one. And if they can find a way to orchestrate a great performance, then they can stick it to whomever they will. Right. This should be frightening for the American people. I think that every American who is watching this should be afraid that any other Democrats would be in power anywhere. Right. I want you to think about that. Now, what she just said, talking about, according to Ambassador Sondland, 
But shouldn't we hear from Ambassador Sondland? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we hear what Ambassador Sondland said? Okay, so let's run that clip. Uh, Ambassador Sondland being questioned by Representative Jim Jordan. Here we go. I thank the gentleman for yielding. Ambassador, when did it happen? When did what happen? The announcement. When did President Zelensky announce that the investigation was going to happen? On page 14, you said this. Was there a quid pro quo? Today's op your opening statement. As I testified previously, with regard to a qu requested White House call, White House meeting, the answer is yes, that there needed to be a public statement from President Zelensky. When the chairman asked you about the security assistance dollars, you said there needed to be a public announcement from Zelensky. So I'm asking you a simple question. When did that happen? Never did. Never did. They got the call July 25th. They got the meeting, not in the White House, but in New York on September 25th. They got the money on September 11th. When did the meeting happen again? Never did. You don't know who was in the meeting? Which meeting are you referring to? The meeting that never happened. Who was in it? You know how Zelensky announced it? Did he tweet it? Did he do a press statement? Did he do a press conference? You know how that happened? I mean, no. you, you got all three of them wrong. They get the call, they get the meeting, they get the money. It's not two plus two, it's 0 for three. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this. And, and you told Mr. Castor that the president never told you that the announcement had to happen to get anything. In fact, he didn't just not tell you that, he explicitly said the opposite. The gentleman from Texas just read it. You said to the president of the United States, what do you want from Ukraine? The president, I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. I want Zelensky to do the right thing. I want him to do what he ran on. What do you run on, Mr. Or Ambassador Sondland? Transparency. And dealing with corruption, right? That's right. Mr. Castor raised another important point. Why didn't you put that statement in your opening statement? I think you said, you couldn't fit it in. Is that right? So we might be here for 46 <laughs> minutes instead of 45 minutes. It wasn't minutes. purposeful, trust me. Wasn't purposeful? No. Couldn't fit it in a 23-page opener. The most important statement about the subject matter at hand, the President of the United States in a direct conversation with you about the issue at hand, and the President says, let me read it one more time. What do you want from Ukraine, Mr. President? I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. I want this new guy brand new guy in politics. His party just took over. I want Zelensky to do the right thing. I want him to run on and do what he ran on, which is deal with corruption. And you can't find time to fit that in a 23-page opening statement. That's our brother Rudy saying that we, we should be <laughs> grateful for Representative Jim Jordan. We want yeah. you to hear that. Yeah. We want you to hear what's going on. So look, I agree with Kamala Harris. Justice is on the ballot. Hmm. Justice is on the ballot, hmm. but not as she means it. Right. Guys, we have to be discerning and we have to watch what's going on. Let me tell you something else that's going to happen. And I want you to watch for this mm -hmm. in the next few weeks. So the Democrats have conducted a focus group and they have discovered that most Americans do not know what a quid pro quo is. Hmm. So most Americans are confused about this terminology. So now what they are going to be saying is bribery. Because the average American understands the word bribery and not so much quid pro quo. They don't understand this for that. They don't understand that. So now, because the Democrats want to make sure that you understand what they're doing, they're going to now pivot to a new word. And you're going to hear this increasingly. They're going to lay off the quid pro quo and it's going to be bribery. Guys, we must not be manipulated. And guess what? 
with the spirit of God residing in you, you don't have to be. That's right. You don't have to be duped. So she's right. Justice is on the ballot. And I hope that everybody in America is watching and listening and paying attention. We got to grab the break. We'll get to these calls when we get back. We'll speed through. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Will the Great doesn't think I can do it, but I can do it. I told him we're going to speed through these calls without commentary from me because they're all queued up. At, oh, Sherry B, I can't, these guys don't think I can do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my finger over my lip, and I'm not going to talk. <laughs> we're going to go to the phone lines. Will the Great, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Petty Sherry is over in Studio <laughs> CC. And uh, Petty Will the Great is ah, in this studio with me. Your face says a lot. Your face says a lot. You guys are just whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> where, where do we go next? Will the just okay? Oh, <laughs> we go to Zane uh, in Mississippi. Hi, Zane. Okay. Did we lose Zane? Zane hung up. I'm sorry, Zane. That's uh, my fault. See. I take full responsibility. Where do we go next? Will the great. So let's go to Cheryl in Georgia. Cheryl, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, I just want to say I love your shows. Thank you. Um, you're a blessing to us, standing firm on the Lord's word. Amen. But I'd like to say mention something about uh, Chick-fil-A. Okay. Uh, you know, God tells us that we're all accountable. We're much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. And that also goes for influence, uh, especially when it's uh, in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Chick-fil-A, and I know they have a commitment to God, and they only have to answer to God, mm-hmm. but they are, have been given much as far as um, their business, but also their influence, mm-hmm. and they do need to make a public, um, at least I feel they do, mm-hmm. need to make some kind of public statement. Because the um, the news media twist everything up so bad, mm-hmm. and uh, but just you know, it's between them and God, and trust me, God's got this. But for Christians that are not quite as mature as others. You know, a public statement would do so much. Uh, I know that Chick-fil-A is more feared of our Lord than they are of us. But still, where much is given, it's also, you know, includes. Amen. No, yeah, I look, right. I, I agree. Um, I said I was going to hold back my commentary. There's something I want to say. I'm not going to say it, though. No, go Thank ahead. you, Cheryl. No, your because, commentary. No, because well, I'll give my commentary. Go ahead. You give your commentary. You I'm know, holding I, back. I agree <laughs> with Cheryl that um, to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. You know, and I also agree that we are in, and whether people like it or not, it's a cultural uh, war. Yeah. There are things happening. And when you, when you bow down, you know, in this war, you give uh, access to other harassments to come you know, to, to people who are still standing. Correct. And, you know, 
I think with this that Chick-fil-A is doing right now mm-hmm. is giving license that people like us who are Christians who are standing on the truth of God's word as far as marriage and, and, and all these issues, they're cushioning themselves to, to, to be in a position to say that I, we're not like them. Mm-hmm. Like we, we are in, in, the, in the camp that we just accept and love everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in a way that is shining a light on people who standing, you know, on the truth mm-hmm. and saying, you know, and inviting persecution and other things on, on us. So I just can't rock with that. I feel like, man, that's, that's, yeah, they have influence, and mm-hmm. I think they've done they, they've chosen uh, uh, the wrong thing by mm-hmm. doing what they're doing. So yeah, and and I agree. All right, Sherry, don't uh, look at me. Go ahead. Where do we go next? Let's go to Randy in Texas. Hi, Randy. Hi. How are you doing today? Hello. Doing good. All right. Now, I did call in about Chick Fil A thing, but I wanted to mention something about the impeachment thing that nobody is talking about, and I'm going to respect you and and then not commentary on it. But <laughs> nobody is talking about the criminal investigation corruption treaty that Congress ratified. Everybody's being silent about it, but it was the president's job not to give the money according to that treaty. So that's okay. something you might want to look into. Yeah, okay. I, I would have to look that up because it's my first time hearing about that. Did he? Did he want to? Yeah, also talking about it. Okay, I'd have to. I'd have to look that and, up for and, myself to be able to understand that. I mean, I. I, I do. And like, go ahead. And like I said, out of respect, we'll, we're, we won't go into that subject. But now <laughs> on the Chick Fil A thing. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I just read in the business news a couple of months ago how, because of the battle that the Christians waged supporting Chick Fil A. Several other fast food chains were looking at honoring God and the principles that Chick-fil-A was doing. Mm -hmm. So I have to disagree with you that this is not a battle just because it's not a big issue anymore. I mean, we got Chick-fil-A on the map, and now we're not going to battle to remove them from the map because they're not doing what they are required to do under God's word. And um, a little um, tolerance creates a big sin. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Randy, for those comments. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, duly noted. I, I, I Look, I, I feel what he's saying. Like, mm-hmm. because it was more, again, than chicken. Mm-hmm. It was, look, it was standing for something. And in this culture, and we, we see... With all the equality index and all that stuff that these corporations are having to bow down to and make sure they have a right, you know, the right number of, of people, diversity and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Chick-fil-A, I believe, was standing strong and, and holding the line. And now they're not. And so I feel like as Christians, you know, how far do you <laughs> let it go? Go ahead, Miki. Give all your right, comments. All right. Look, and I see Sherry looking at me. She's like, I know you couldn't do it. Whatever. I'll buy you a sandwich from Popeye's. Look, <laughs> let me say this. I agree with our brother. And and here's my thing. No, I and I don't know because he said I disagree with you. I, I'm, I agree that we need to hold Chick-fil-A accountable. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not necessarily saying we stand up and call for a public boycott mm-hmm. as if they have done something, you know, that is worthy of that. I think you have to be very careful with that. You don't want to just throw that around. So what would be know. worthy of that to you? Like this, the increments that, that are going on now, at what point is it like, okay, that's enough? Well, I think of the reason we called a boycott for Target. 
or boycott against Target. I mean, they put children, women and children, in danger. We address them. They would not respond to our concerns. Um, and I would say for us, you and I have engaged in personal boycotts all the time mm-hmm. that are not publicly called for. Yeah. We just say, you know, I mean, we dropped Netflix. We didn't have like a, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. a, a personal decision that we made. Yeah. We got rid of DirecTV. It was a personal decision that we made. That's no one right. called for a boycott of that. It's just, you know, you, you do the things that you feel like are best for your family. Mm-hmm. But I think to call for a public boycott, mm-hmm. um, I would like to see there be a direct you know, attack against Christians like a, a there because here's it's a, it is an attack. It is an indirect attack, I guess, is what I'm saying. Do you? Do you no, you no, it's an indirect attack, but we know how this stuff plays out. No, we do. Let's go to after the ball. Let's check. OK, you know, we know right. how this stuff like it's almost like it has to be overt. Like, but we but I feel like we're beyond that. We understand beyond the overt how this stuff works. Yeah. So my, my thing is what point? You know, and I'm not saying we should call a boycott, but I'm I'm just wondering, you know, how far do we push the line back until it's said that, look, okay, now you've done something that's, you know. Let me say this. This is the reason I broke my silence here just a second ago. <laughs> okay, this is the reason I broke my silence. So let me say this. I have seen people say Chick-fil-A is in the business to sell chicken and Christians need to leave them alone. Mm-hmm. I've seen people saying, oh, they just want to sell chicken. Yeah. Um, what are they in the business? They're in the business to make money and to sell chicken. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen this come up in my in my Facebook news feed on social media and people are saying this. Oh, I stand by Chick-fil-A. Look, they want to sell chicken. The Christians need to stand down. You're lying. Mm-hmm. You're lying. The expressed the expressed purpose of Chick-fil-A is as follows to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. There is no mention of selling chicken or making great waffle fries. Mm -hmm. There is no mention of that. So they are in the business to glorify God. Mm -hmm. So the question is, do we as Christians hold them accountable to their expressed purpose? Mm. That's what they said their purpose is. So I do agree that there's pressure that you put and you say, hey, we see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And and let me say this too to other Christians. I know we're (laughs) still going to get the the calls on. We have to make a distinction between... Mm Chick-fil-A, the business, Mm -hmm. and Chick-fil-A, the foundation arm, Mm -hmm. okay, that that gives money. Chick-fil-A, the executive director of the Chick-fil-A Foundation is a man named Rodney D. Bullard, right, Mm -hmm. who is probably probably in the category of being woke, Mm -hmm. all right? He's probably submitted to uh, critical race theory and intersectionality, and he has moved Chick-fil-A's foundation arm away from charitable giving and more toward corporate responsibility, Mm -hmm. social responsibility. Guys, these are all those terms that make their way into the corporate equality index. Remember we talked about this some months ago where corporations are trying to get their score up. Mm -hmm. So this man, you look him up, Rodney D. Bullard. All right. This man has probably with himself at the helm said, hey, look, this is where we need to move the company. Mm -hmm. This is where our giving needs to be to show that we are socially responsible. Yeah. You see, that's very different from being charitable. Right. Being socially responsible means that your charity is linked to how it looks in society's eyes. Mm -hmm. You see, Mm -hmm. and that's quite different from being charitable. Guys, and I'm not trying to split hairs here, but what I'm saying to the Christians is as painful as it is for us, we have to be willing to stand up and challenge Chick-fil-A and say, guys, what you're doing is wrong. 
it is harmful to Christians. And what bigger challenge than saying, I'm not rolling over there and buying your well, chicken sandwich. Well, I think sandwich. I am saying that. I know. But, but I don't I'm know saying, that I, you know, I, I think I am. You think so you're just saying, on, well, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to declare that. I'm not going to say like it should be a boycott, but I just feel like they need to feel it. And I well, feel like they're not going to feel it unless like some type of uh, monetary the best way, the best way, for, the best, so. the best way for corporate Chick Fil A to feel it is for more Christians to understand what the implications are of what they've done, and I don't think that a lot of Christians understand that. I think a lot of Christians are saying, "No, Franklin Graham talked to Dan Kathy, yeah. and it's okay." <laughs> but I need people to understand that Dan yeah. Kathy is the chairman of the board. Right. Okay. He is not the president of Chick Fil A, yeah. and he is not the executive director of the foundation. Right. For Chick-fil-A. Right. And that's that's a huge distinction that people need to understand. And so I my <sighs> our brother Franklin Graham, I'm like, brother, that's that's a little bit like yes, yeah. the information is 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 a little bit hollow. Yeah. And man, I you know, I'm trying to be very careful here, Will. And and that's why I love being married to you, because where I start to falter and my, you know, being female <laughs> gets in the way, that's when you step in, it's like, no, drop the axe. Well, okay, where do we go next? All right, let's go quickly to Walter in Arkansas. Are you there, Walter? I'm here. All right, go ahead. Yes. I, first of all, I just want to thank y'all for uh, just, you know, saying the truth day in and day out. And I know that you take a lot of heat from um, outside parties about speaking the truth, but mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely appreciate it. And what I wanted to talk about is basically the impeachment proceedings and 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 the fact that it seems like at every turn that the uh, the Democratic Party is trying to circumvent the process that was put in place by our founding fathers. Mm -hmm. And um, every time they circumvent that process, they were basically doing away with the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And And it's like people ought to be getting upset that each time that they do this, that they are saying, hey, the Constitution does not count. It's not the it's not the document of the United States that counts. It's what the platform of the Democratic parties counts. Mm. And and what what irritates me about the whole thing is there they keep yelling justice, justice, justice. Right. When when their actions say nothing about justice, justice would present both sides of the picture fairly. Right. They're not letting both sides of the picture get out there. They won't let. They won't let the uh, parties that be question the people that they want to question right. in front right. of the American people so that the American people can see the whole story, not just one side of the story. Yeah, and, you're right. Um, it, it just, it's also irritating in the fact that um, the people of the United States in this last election, they spoke. Right. Whether you voted for Trump or did not vote for Trump here um, is, is not the issue. It's, it's the fact that we have an electoral college, which mm -hmm. they want to do trying away, to do away with, with. That's right. And win the election. Come mm -hmm. on. And um, again, circumvent the process so they can win. And um, what, what really irritates me is the fact that, you know, they they want to take away the vote of the people through a process of impeachment that shouldn't even be an, an, an impeachment in the first place. That's right. And. And talking about impeachment, it's, you know, it shows, you know, we had an impeachment of Clinton and Clinton said, yes, I'm guilty. I, I lied under oath. And, um, you know, so we had a we had a um, an impeachment trial. 
Right. And right. of course, in the impeachment trial, it was the, you know all the Democratic Party that was you know that was in charge at that point in time. And they hey, found him innocent, even though he said he was guilty. Because it's his people. Hey, Walter, we're running out of time here. I am so sorry. I did my best to try to get to all of our calls. I did my best. I did better than Sherry and Will the Great expected. I did. <laughs> all right. And I'm sorry that we're not going to get to hear all of it. But let me say this, that Walter is exactly right. We have to be prayerful and discerning. We dodged a big one in this country, and that was by the grace of God. That's right. We're going to continue on by the grace of God, but we've got to be sharp. All right, we're out of time. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.